a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. There were so many more things I wanted to discuss with you today. Uh, hopefully we'll have some time for that tomorrow. Things just moved so, so quickly. As you remember, we started... Uh, talking about what is likely to come tomorrow, a decision by Governor Gary Herbert as to whether or not he, with the authority vested in him, uh, will instate uh, a statewide mandate for you and I to wear masks when out uh, in public or in schools where social distance or in stores rather, where social distancing uh, is impossible. The, I, I cannot imagine the pressure that he's feeling. He has received uh, pleadings by so many very powerful and prominent organizations throughout the state to include the Salt Lake Chamber, which sent him a request signed by, I, I honestly think, I think it was hundreds of other businesses across uh, the state, some of them massive, massive businesses. And then today, the follow-up. This one from the Utah Hospital Association sent a letter to the governor. This letter signed by Greg Bell, former lieutenant governor to Gary Herbert, and now president and CEO of the Utah Hospital Association. That letter calling on the threat to hospital capacity possibly being experienced by Utah hospitals right now. Greg Bell and his organization, the Utah Hospital Association, asking the governor to please consider a statewide mandate. It's expected that tomorrow the governor will make an announcement to that effect. He today is meeting with Unified Command, weighing that decision. So you and I will gather here tomorrow, regardless of what he decides, and discuss what goes forward. I, if I'm honest, I hope that he stands his ground. I have faith in our ability to exercise proper personal responsibility. I really do. I think that you and I are plenty smart enough to, uh, to look around us and know what is best for ourselves and our families and our communities. I personally think that, uh, that the masks are helpful. You may not. And that's okay, as long as you take other precautions to keep yourself and others safe. As long as we're able to do that, I think that we uh, can retain uh, this ability to move about freely and not be saddled with a mandate. But we'll see what tomorrow brings. All right, speaking of the governor's office, you know there's a, a contest right now underway. Yeah, there are a few individuals who would like to see themselves as the next residents of the governor's mansion. They're on South Temple. Who are they? Well, right now, the two major parties here in the state of Utah, the Republicans have nominated Spencer Cox to be their candidate, and the Democrats have nominated Chris Peterson to be their candidate. The highest of likelihoods is that it will be those two squaring off. All right. They certainly have uh, secured their party's nomination. But could there be another campaign that gets your attention? Could there? Like a write-in campaign? What do you think about that? This morning I was reading in Utah Policy 
uh, article written by Brian Schott over there, managing editor. He does a great job. He's, he's dialed in. He is dialed in. Uh, and, uh, and he's always got interesting stories to tell. And this morning, the story uh, under the headline, Some of John Huntsman's supporters are exploring a possible write-in campaign. I'm going to go through the details outlined uh, by Brian in this article here, including a, a tweet uh, from an individual who claims to have been on the receiving end of a phone call from a polling agency asking specifically if they could see themselves supporting a write-in candidate in John Huntsman. I'll get into that in just a second, but I want to share with you uh, my, uh, my view on this first and foremost. And it is that I do not think, I do not think that John Huntsman will launch a write-in campaign. He's he's a smart man. He is also a man who is always looking forward. What can uh, be his next position, his next arena in which he can have influence? He, He always looks forward, I believe. And history has taught us, with very rare exception, that those individuals who pursue a write in candidacy, First off, they overwhelmingly do so from a position of disadvantage. For the most part, the electorate has already spoken. And it's pretty hard to uh, change not only the minds, but the process uh, of, of the voter. You know, once a decision has already been made, similar to the, uh, the decision made to uh, nominate Spencer Cox by the Republican Party, Republican voters. I don't think, I don't think that the risk is worth it to John Huntsman Jr. It's always been my view, and my apologies to anyone listening who may have launched their own write-in campaign over the years. I I have some friends who have done it. I have some acquaintances who have done it. Uh, And if I'm honest, uh, those who who give it a shot, I kind of look at uh, with a little bit of pity. You know? And afterwards, when they almost almost always are unsuccessful, uh, they become something of a, of a punchline, if I'm honest. And I do not believe for a second that John Huntsman wants that. And I don't believe for a second that John Huntsman already knows the risk of launching uh, what could be an unsuccessful uh, effort like this. Why do I think that? I've told you that uh, I believe John Huntsman to be a very smart man, uh, and a very analytical man, one who looks forward one, two, three steps down the road and measures the potential outcome of any decision that he makes. I also uh, would call upon and share with you some of the words he shared on the 6th of July uh, in this Facebook post. It reads, it's been an honor of a lifetime to serve the people of the great state of Utah. When Mary Kay and I returned from our service in Russia, our family decided to throw its hat in the ring. We were encouraged by many to apply our experience from four decades of public service to help our home state reach its destiny and full potential. Today, I am sure as ever that Utah can become not just the crossroads of the West, but the crossroads of the world. So that's all very nice and good. Okay, but this, this next paragraph I want you to read is what tells me that he is not likely to pursue a write-in campaign. Today, it reads the statement from John Huntsman Jr. Today, the race was called. This goes back to July 6th. And we accept the will of the people, as is our tradition as Americans. The visions put forward from Utah were very different and regret that I will not be leading the efforts in moving us towards a new horizon. 
Then he goes on to talk about the disadvantages faced by all the campaigns due to it being the COVID-19 uh, pandemic surrounding us. But those first few sentences there where he essentially concedes the fact that he will not be leading Utah towards a new horizon. He acknowledges that the will of the people of Utah was different than his own. I believe that he means those words. I believe they sting. I feel for him and his family. But he's wise enough to know that they are true. And he's wise enough to know that Utah has made a different decision. Now, with that said, I am certainly open to all these arguments that uh, might look towards, say, the supporters of Greg Hughes or Thomas Wright. Where do they go? Are they automatically Cox supporters? Don't know. Don't know. Is it worth it to John Huntsman Jr. to find out? I don't think so. Let's go to the text line. I uh, put out the request a little bit earlier to, to hear from you. What would you, uh, what would you say to uh, a John Huntsman Jr. write-in campaign? Or specifically, could you see yourself uh, writing his name? Here's some responses. If John Huntsman is written in, he will just split the Republican vote and help the Democrats. I voted for him, but it's over and he needs to move on. I, I, I do want to reiterate here uh, for anyone who may be confused that the claims, uh, the claims in this Utah policy article are not that the campaign itself is undertaking any effort like this, uh, but that there may be supporters who are asking around and sniffing around and even contracting polling groups to find out what might be uh, the will of folks. So it's supporters of, not necessarily the candidate himself. Uh, last word on this. I think if he did, it would make him look desperate. I agree with that, and I think he knows that as well.